Oh, interesting. It cuts off like the first half second after pushing the button. Um, da -da -da -da. Nope, that is the wrong, absolute wrong button to push. This is the right button to push. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yang, and Captain Socks. Hello, future people, and you're again listening to episode 52 of Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. That would be me. And, and there is no Captain Sox. Here is the very confused George that's pressing the wrong button a year and a half after doing all of this. No, I I, I pushed the wrong button on the to go which app to go to, not the bumper app uh, button. Um, yes, uh, no Captain Sox. He has uh, family obligations. Uh, that happens. I, I don't know what those would be like, um, since I've never missed an episode because of family obligations. <clears throat> yes, you have. It's just not very obvious to the audience, because only our Patreons <laughs> got to hear that recording. <laughs> if you're wondering, you should, you should become a supporter, and you uh, can hear the the episode uh, 51, where uh, Bruce had a conversation with a conversation with uh, Tyler Durden. Uh, if you don't know what that means, I, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, and for those of you that are going, but we've listened to episode 51, I said, yes, the second version. And we referenced this during the recording of that. Yes, there's two episodes, 51. Um, the, the first one is... In one of them, I sound like an idiot. And in the other one, even more so. <laughs> I was going to say, which the, there's no difference between the episodes there, Bruce. Um, so yeah, no Captain Socks. Um, I guess major socks i i don't know I, I i don't feel like changing the bumper i think captain socks is too good a nickname to to change so um well we can we're gonna make so much fun of him while he's not here because well, that's what we do we're gonna have a major time doing it too major right. good time. <laughs> i colonel can oh i can't i can't do a pun based off that dang it it's too hard to I, I, I guess the, the, the field grade, you know, of, of the joke is not that that amazing. If yeah. you get that one, I'm going to uh, applaud you. Uh, should we do this this button right here? Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. So, news time. Going to start off like most weeks with Games Workshop stuff. Um, it's kind of a little bit quiet on the Games Workshop front this week. Um, given that last fortnight they had announced that they were going to take a break from releases, this is not super surprising. We've got a couple of things, though. Uh, they are bringing out Lumineth rules for Warcry. I'm kind of surprised that it's taken them this long to do it. Yeah, I figured with as new as, as, new as that army was, that you know, when they made that army, they would have been like, hey, we're going to do this thing, so let's just do these rules right now. And and then when we release them, we can do it right now. Especially when we're on like the third wave of releases for them now. Yeah. Fourth. I don't know. They've teased that many things that I've forgotten what's released and what's not. Um, Maybe it's a good thing they're taking a break from releases if we can't remember which release that was released in. Yeah. Um. So along with this, there's apparently some free fighter cards and a new campaign. Uh, I doubt anybody's going to be upset about a new Wait, campaign. Did you say free cards? Free fighter cards. So Games Workshop has done something and it's free uh, i suspect that we're talking rules wise and not money wise i don't think they're giving away anything for free although they do do that but not in this way I, I, no but even like a card i figured you know it's games workshop you're just like you have to subscribe five dollars to our app to access the pdf version or to download and then print it to be fair they give out cards and white dwarf to con people into buying it half time 
Okay, you're buying White Dwarf. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, we're getting fighter cards. Um, they are showing off a couple of them here in the article, but only a couple. Um, some really gorgeous art. And if you click on the link here, we have a four-page document that is all of the cards. I stand corrected. Helps if I read things first. So no, they have given that away for free, which includes the campaign and everything. The the so so yeah, as I was scrolling down here looking at this, uh the forlorn hope. The, the first thing that catches my eye, you know, miniatures, right? You know, uh that skeleton ghost zombie thing there. Yes. That is I'm... really stupid cool looking. Also, it has a bit too many uh, ribs, I think. I don't think it's supposed to have that many ribs. I don't think we have I don't think rib cages have that many ribs. I'm actually curious because I don't recognize the model. Oh, that's why I don't recognize it. That's a model that is from the Ossiark Bone Reapers Endless Spells kit. Oh. So that makes Endless sense. Spells. Can, can I like my uh, pizza oven that I need to get? Yeah, yeah. I thought you had the pizza oven. No, I no, I haven't gotten any of the Endless Spells or uh, the pizza oven for the Fire Slayers yet. I still I have, have some Fire Slayers. Endless Spells. They're just still in the box untouched. Hey, except for like three boxes of my Fire Slayers, all of them are in the box untouched so mm. i got my pledge done i need to work some more um yeah, the, the, yeah these anyway. things called jobs that prevent us from like sitting down all day and painting they suck yes. just quit our jobs and then become financially destitute and not be able to buy more minis because we don't have jobs that give us money to buy more minis but then all of our minis would be painted and then we could go get another job <laughs> that sounds like a horrible cycle uh <laughs> it would not last very long <laughs> Okay, the other thing that this has been teased this week is a new elf model. Um, this one is probably the first of the new elf models I've liked in a while, though, honestly. I don't know, they tend to be very Marmite, that you either love them or you hate them a lot of the models. This still has kind of that weird oval over the head thingy, but it seems to, I don't know, it seems to work a little bit more with this mini. Um, I, I swear, it's like the, uh, the Games Workshop uh, uh, sculpting people. They have to have a side bet going on with each other like i can build the flimsiest model that looks amazing <laughs> hold my beer <laughs> yeah insane that though those vines look flinty chunky i think that'll actually hold up all right i'm i'm talking about the arch above the head stuff because oh, yeah. that's that's a that's a large target floating above the model and tiny little things that you know i'm gonna move oh crap i just backhanded your mini i'm sorry yeah, I do like the fact that there's a little friend coming out of one of the eggs, though. They seem to be doing this more and more, though, which uh, I personally, I would prefer that they were doing them occasionally, not every third or fourth release, because they had so, that squirrel that was in the tree and, and a few other things as well recently. Oh, this is for the Sylvanath uh, army. Yes, yes, there is more than one elf faction. That's why it looks like it's all wood elfy. Yeah, it's for it's for the actual tree, tree folk people. Um, yes. First of all, I would love to see someone do a... Uh, the, the conversion I want to see for this many is the little dude hatching out of the egg i want to see it replaced with a face hugger uh xenomorph oh oh god yes i, I want to oh, see I like someone that. i want to see someone do that just because that would that would just be so cool like look i am playing my flute here's my face hugger it will implant its egg in you <laughs> i really like that ignore the pain in your chest yes everything everything will be fine uh cool yeah. looking mini um having read that it's actually like sylvanath yeah it, it totally fits if this was like some other elf thing I just, uh, but sylvanath like the the leaf cape with the vines and the the uh oh what are those um the woad 
tattoos on the arm. Yeah, it makes yes. sense. Yeah, no, and, and um, that's where your vines and everything are coming from. They, these are probably the better looking vines that I've done in a while. They haven't really done much with vines lately. Vines are, you do them right or you do them really wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the, I like the barbs. That They do kind of feel like it's something that's natural. Um, I can see people trying to steal these for um, Slanesh because all you'd really have to do is paint them pink. You wouldn't have to do much. Maybe blunten the ends of them a little bit so it looks more like a tentacle and less like a, a vine. But I also suspect that, that would be a very expensive conversion. Uh, that that's probably be a pretty uh, expensive to buy a, mi a a hero mini just to use, use the, the bottom what third of it. People do it. Bottom fourth. Of it. You're you're People not wrong. Buy hundred dollar kits for less than this. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, it's a two thousand dollar you know uh, warlord titan, but uh, you know the, the people who guy go out and buy a land raider, put it together, and then crush it under the foot. You know, like okay, that's a two thousand dollar mini that you're just adding a hundred dollar piece of terrain to, but still, it's <laughs> yeah. okay. Eighty dollar piece of terrain. Yeah. Moving on to TT Combat, we're big fans of TT Combat over here. Um, hence all Are the we? coverage on Drop Fleet and everything. Oh, is that the the outfit run by Lewis and Lewis? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The the, the company that paid for CGI to pretend that there was two people. Because we haven't five. seen him since, you know, like, what, two years ago? Like, in the same room together. I'm sure that he's just conveniently busy in an office and doesn't get a chance to look in front of the camera. Um, We have dudes if writing you know ostriches. where this conversation is coming from, then you know where this conversation is coming from. I, I, can, I can just picture Lewis on his, in his drive home now and just like, ah, oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, Carnivale is getting some gorgeous new releases. Um, I don't think I've ever even thought about racing ostriches, and now I just want to own several of them because these things are awesome. Like there is nothing about this that is not cool. Uh, do you know ostriches and they have hammers and there's just this is cool. Bruce, Bruce, I'm gonna say something controversial here. All this yes. is is Assassin's Creed giving you the birds. Look, look, look at it. They they look like the you know a couple of them look like they're the Assassin's Creed assassin on an ostrich. Yeah, you, you do realize that Assassin's Creed's uniform is not unique to Assassin's Creed, right? <gasps> Yes, but it's it's the popular pop culture reference right now. Yes, I know. Well, well yeah. So, um, no, uh, these look, look really cool. Down, there's people that don't look like they're assassins. The people up the top are from the essentially the thieves guild. That's why they look what the way they do. Um, and it's not an accidental. But th this is a look that has existed. I actually want to say maybe before Assassin's Creed. I'd have to check to see when Carnivale was first released because you've got to remember this is a game that was purchased by TT Combat. Sure. Oh yeah, and if you scroll down, the the dude with the two rapiers and the the red cloak and waist belt and oh yeah, now that is a remake of a model that we've had once for and the um, the oh what are those called? Uh, is that a death mask? He's yes, it's, 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 uh, well it's it's a plague mask sort of plague. Yeah, that's what you know. I, I was thinking you know the death mask was you know an Italian thing and you know Carnival is Venice Italian themed. Yes. Uh, some more terrain. I have no idea where you're at on your discussion of the. I'm just scrolling through quickly and looking at all the. Yeah, no, no it's all good. The, so, all the 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 prettiness. Th their terrain for this game just continues to be incredible. Their um, terrain, just in general, continues to be incredible. Well, yes. The um streets of Venice are the kits that we've shown off a couple of times, where it's all modular and stuff, and you can create like a battle over rivers and stuff because you know it's Venice. Uh, I like the fact that we've got some broken bridges now. Well, and some of these are sunken buildings. Like, they're going to lay at an angle on the table like they're 
submerged. Which is all kinds of cool. So, Carno Vale was first created in 2017. So, no, it doesn't come before Destiny's Great. Yeah, it's uh, the... I'd say my favorite mini here is the butcher with the giant steak hanging off his belt. Uh, which of the butchers was that one? No, I'm going back up. It's the left-hand one. I can understand why you'd like that. My favorite is the racing ostrich where he has a giant mallet. <laughs> let me let me look at that one real quick. Uh, ooh, if you do it just right, you could totally make that look like Harley Quinn. Yeah, true. You'd, you'd have to do a head swap, though. It, it'd have to be Harley Quinn from the uh, the comics, not the, the movies, which that's fine because Harley Quinn from the comics is, uh, well, from the cartoon. Harley Quinn from the cartoon is superior yeah. to Harley Quinn in the movies. Uh, I said it. Fight me. I don't care. Yeah, original is hard to top sometimes. But yeah, you, you could totally do that up to make like, you know, you wouldn't even really need to do that much of a head swap, really. No, uh, you, just need to, you just need to change a couple of things out. You you could probably get away with some of... I mean, you could just paint it to be Harley Quinn. It doesn't really matter how yeah. accurate it is. It could just be representative. Moving on to more TT Combat stuff, though. And yeah. we're moving back into the Halflings. <laughs> Dude, some of these are just... Uh, Oh, now, last episode, we were talking about one of their competitors, <laughs> Mantic, having released some halflings, and they were more serious. Now we're really going to get an idea of what I was trying to say, because everything about these guys is all full of character. And I, mean, I would got... argue that most people would have George's reaction when they first look at them. <laughs> I mean, the, the gladiator halfling and the, the cleric, and when I say cleric, I mean like your D&D, uh, you know, I will smite thee with my mighty hammer blessed by my god. Claire. <laughs> yeah. Like These those two. Specifically for but no, you, you go down and then you have freaking samurai halfling, ninja halfling, and then Buddhist halfling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if I can pick a favorite from these, honestly. It might be the monk. I kind of like the fact that this, um, uh, um, what do you call the characters where all they do is sing and stuff? Bards. Bards. I like the fact that bard, you could almost have that bard as someone that was cross-dressing or something. Like all you need to do is change how the paint's done. Or, or the, op the, the opera one, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Because that is totally an opera singing bard oh, yeah. halfling. Yeah, um, I my, my favorite is the Buddhist monk. I, I think a member the... of the Wu Tang clan. <laughs> Uh, to me, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between the uh, the cleric and probably the samurai. One, I would just love to hear someone role play a samurai halfling. Yeah, and, and, and the the cleric halfling. I mean, like in reality, that book's a little too small. They should have made that book bigger because they're not going to make you know back then when books were you know written by hand and expensive. They're not going to make a halfling sized book. It's going to be a normal human sized book, and this halfling is going to be like, check out my tome. It's bigger than yours. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to remember that this comes from a world where there's an entire civilization of halflings that are doing things themselves. I do get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Um. The the, the hammer is comically huge enough, though, for the. <laughs> I have to admit, I really like what I'm assuming is Lewis's joke down here at the bottom. Ninja, Ninja throws smoke bomb. Pie goes missing. <laughs> I mean, if a, if a halfling was a ninja, that's what a ninja halfling would do. Oh, yeah, 100%. It would pilfer your pies. I also want to point out that each of these packs is only 15 pounds. Well, they're halflings. I mean, that's, you know. That, that's scarily good value. That's 10 minis for 30, for 30 pounds. That's really good value. Uh, yeah, I really no, like the, these are really good looking halflings. Um, I, I think with, with all the variety of halflings uh, available through TT Combat, someone out there just needs to do like, you know, D&D &D campaign. Oh, you're, yeah. you're a halfling. You're a halfling. Here are your choices. Yeah. Go. 
Yeah. Uh, where is this uh, battleship tease or battlecruiser tease? What? I'm reading the run sheet and I it says halfling heroes and battlecruiser teases. I don't see the battlecruiser teases. Ah, uh, okay. Hang on. I can find that. Can you find that? Yep. Do, 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 do. That's the link. There's two articles that have this in it. All right. <sighs> Through the power of editing. Well, for the audio, at least. The video, it's a little more difficult, especially if I do, like, and keep moving around so it's like you can't just, like, flip it. No, I manually cut things. <laughs> I don't have cheat buttons like you do. Uh, well, it's easier to have cheat buttons when it's just, like, our lovely grating voices tormenting the ears. <laughs> um, oh, right. hey, that is not working. Go ahead, talk about the battle cruisers. I'll get the link here. Yep. So we've got new battle cruisers that are incoming. This news is not new. We have known this for a while, but we're actually getting views of the painted versions of them being completed. So we've got views of the gorgeous-looking PHR battle cruiser. Does it have some long, smooth, swooping holes? Yep. Yep. Uh, along with another one that has a really big, giant gun on the side of it. <sighs> We also get a look at some UCM stuff, which again is just gorgeous and gorgeous. And a Shaltari one that is also gorgeous. Sadly, for the first time in a long time, the uh, Scourge don't win this because there's no pictures of the Scourge. That's because there is no Scourge. No, they're, they're, their teasers uh, are upcoming in a, in a future. No, there's no Scourge because that's just a, uh, 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 it's a campaign to, you know, convince humankind that the, the Scourge threat does not exist. Oh, yeah, no, no, there is, there is, there is no Scourge. Like... The battle for Earth is just, mate, it's all propaganda. That's all it is. Nobody stole Earth. We've ruined it. It, it. Like There is no scourge that's stolen it from us. It's all made up by the by the man trying to take us down. That's what it all is. So, not going to lie, I am not impressed with that PHR. I like it, personally. Uh, the UCM looks more like the, uh, uh, the pre-conquest uh, PHR UCM stuff. Mm. Oh, there, oh, there it is. I see the, I see the UCM now. It's just gray. Yeah. Um, the one that you were just referring to, I suspect, is resistance. Resisty. That too. Yeah, that's the resistance battle cruiser. Wait, but um, the further one down. Th these are the uh, like. So you got dreadnoughts, battleships, battle cruisers. So it's another another like super heavies or heavies or whatever. Uh, these are yes, yeah. Um. So this is a... more that will be fitting into the category that we'll be talking about later today. Yeah. Um. I would really like to see uh the impel be used more by by the Shaltari. I think it's I think it's under underutilized. Yeah, okay. So um yeah the, the scourge looks absolutely terrible just because there's no scourge. Yeah, it doesn't I'm, exist. yeah I'm very disappointed. Lewis, your lack of scourge is disappointing to me. Even though um, the scourge doesn't exist and it's all made up just to keep the man down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the Gaul world saying that they're gods. It's it's just propaganda. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's all made up because we're in denial about what we did to our own planet, so we had to create a villain that did it on us. Uh, next up, we have some uh, dystopian war goodness. Yeah, there's. this is really starting to pump out now. Um, This one's still on pre-order. I, I am starting to question whether this is coming too fast now, though. Um, in saying that, it's rushing along um i'm hilarious so uh, this is a data set for the russian i'm gonna say mozhazki mozhazki that's polish well it says that it's russian in the law mother russia it's right uh, there on the page yeah but they spell toboggan s-k-i i didn't write the law <laughs> Uh, so this is all hard plastic again. Um, this one actually comes with some flyers, which is yeah. I was gonna say this one has some flyers, and I'm liking how they're. If you look at the, uh, I guess the first picture, it shows the maze. 
Oh, no, I guess not. What are these SRS tokens? Oh, those are flyers. That is really hard to see, but there are little flyers on those tokens. Oh, yes, yes. That's really hard to see. Yeah, but it'll be easier to see when you paint them. That's what the paint is for. Hey, people can paint their stuff. How? Do they have time uh, with, for that? With a, with a brush or an airbrush. You, but they have time for that? Yes. Oh. I um. I, I, I love the look of the Katanga class option that's for the cruiser. The one I just pulled up. Wow, that's perfect. Um, Just because, you know, it's got that screw looking head kind of like, you know, yeah. I'm going to ram you and then I'm going to drill into your ship and sink you. Yeah. That like, there's no question about it. Your looks like it has a rail gun. That's my guess too. And the big one I think has to be an aircraft carrier. Oh yeah, it says carrier. It oh, does it? oh, it does too. Yeah, it says class fleet carrier. And then there's a little plane on the the flight deck. The little plane I did see. That's why I said it has to be a carrier. The little plane on the deck doesn't have any wheels, though. But that's maybe just it crashed. <laughs> or maybe it's a picture like, this is for planes. Planes Possibly. go here. <laughs> or, or maybe it just wasn't worth doing a separate piece for it. Um, of the flyers... Uh, it's the same flyer. Yeah, it is too. Never mind. It's, it's a good. front and back view. I don't mind the look of the flyer, honestly. It, it's it's got a futuristic, you know, Victorian look. Uh, the one thing I would kind of question, regardless what era it's from, is the bombs mounted on the front. Like, like really, you're gonna have yeah. bombs mounted like that? Really, really? Yeah. So that's never going to end well. Uh, but, 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 yeah, no. Um, I have suspic suspicions though that maybe that's just for show. Like maybe they come up from the side and then drop maybe oh like a like a depth charge bomb kind of yeah like maybe they're not like that all of the time but then they're still being stored in the front so yeah it's, that doesn't really help um yeah. moving moving on because now i really want to talk about this is this ichiko yes the legendary ichiko yeah the moment i saw this my reaction was and want? michelle laughed at me when i said this was i want to buy this the moment i saw it i wanted to own it that there's just no question about it i want this model so want? oh yeah uh so um everything about this what's the pet's I, name from thundercats snarf 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 has gone feral this is from the same faction that is totally not thundercats snarf has gone feral um this is snarf and battle cat got together and had a kid yeah i was gonna say this <clears throat> this looks like a gorilla cat kind of thing mm -hmm. like the the massive upper body and forearms and the the lean power you know back end of a cat and oh yeah then there's some some dude with a stick you know that's got some cajon to, to ride on this awesome looking beast. Yeah. Um it's stuff like this that gets us into miniatures. Oh yeah, this is a this is a amazing looking mini. Um I still don't need it. No, no, Wild West Exodus, Bad George. Um, I know somebody that's selling some stuff. None of this stuff. Yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> Shush. Shush. Wait, now you're over here. Shush. Shush. <laughs> Come to the dark side. <laughs> uh, again. Either this or Bushido, you have to make your choice. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and this one's only twenty five pounds. Like, it's not a bad value. That's. Uh, uh, Honestly, from what I've seen in Wild West Exodus and everything, the, the, that seems to be like the the average number. Like these seem like you know, like everything's a hero model, so to speak. So it's like it's oh, yes. that price per mini. So every everything is in well, they, they do have like just regular peons, but everything sure. applying separate like this is a character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I don't need any more reasons to want this game, but um, yeah. Next on the list, we'll talk about something else just for a bit. But 
but George, you should totally be tempted. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, um, I know you're excited about this. I'm I'm partially excited about this, although I'm a little kind of like after the last uh, Kickstarter book. Mm. I know there's reasons of why, but uh, Dave Tellier's back with a uh, the first of three volumes. So sounds like there's going to be more coming. Um, yes. The so art in, of in this particular one, you can get the first three if you pledge for that. Um, so Dave Taylor, just because you've said something without explaining it, Dave Taylor is the guy that helped the Terrain Tutor get his book done. Um, he also had a book before that. I own both of those books, hence the reason why I'm excited on this, because it's a continuation of a series from that. Um, so stating the obvious, the Terrain Tutor book ended up being about a year late, roughly. Not quite a year, it was close to uh, a year and a year and a half. Um, for a number of reasons. Obviously, COVID affected it. Um, Terrain Tutor's real-life things affected it as well. His health wasn't good for a while, uh, and there was a breakup in a marriage. Um, so, like, all of the delays that George is referring to are for legitimate reasons. Um, right, and, and, I, and I can't fault that. I was just... No, I know. I'm just explaining because we've seen yeah. those delays and didn't explain what it was. Um, well, so I didn't Dave like Dwight. Taylor has so. been doing books for a little while now. Um, this particular one is just about the art of miniatures. So these these first couple are from Christoph Kyle, Anna Polenskak, I'm probably saying that wrong, and Miniature Monthly. They are available as electronic versions and the actual book versions. Obviously, it's up to you if this is something you want how you get it and everything but this is all based around the art that you tend to get from miniature games and so forth um this is very much going to be something that you're either going to be interested in or you won't be interested in um there is tutorials and stuff on how people have achieved the things that they're looking at um and there's yeah just general unlocks for like page quality and so on and so forth well i think the most most important one is the twenty-seven thousand dollar one which is upgrades everything from a soft back to a hard back yeah um, if you're going to tell me, hey, spend, where to go, where to go, spend $90 on three softback books. Uh, no, yeah. spend $90 on three hardback books. Okay. Uh, we've already reached it. Yeah. Um, my, my issues aside and everything, the fact that, you know, the train tutor is, you know, was successful. It was shipped. It was extremely late. You know, my grape was, it's a book, you know, how much of this, you know, should have already been done in the first place as the prototype per Kickstarter rules. Yeah. Um, the issue with that was that, yes, um, they, they hadn't written it beforehand. They hadn't said that they did either though. Um, it's not unusual for books not to be finished beforehand. Comics tend to be finished beforehand. Uh, and then it's just processing time. Um, sometimes you got to wait for coloring to be done. Um, but yeah, look, it, it is what it is. I'm so, def definitely excited for this one personally. Um, I meant to log out of my Kickstarter account before we talked about this, but I forgot to because I didn't want to point out that I am pledging. Um, but yes, I am pledging. And people watching the video will notice that, but that's all right. So, so yeah. but the only downside of this particular book series is this is really something that people are either going to be interested in or they're not. This is not a learn how to make terrain book. This is not a learn how to paint army. I mean, there is sections of the book that will be for that, but the art of miniatures is not as widespreadly after. Uh, it's not as widespreadly sought after as tutorial type stuff is. But it seems to be going well, so that's good. Do you like orc warbands? Um, not particularly. They are um, usually hordes, and I 
have a hard time killing them. Well, this one only has five members, and it is the oh, most hey, look at band that. of all warbands. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I was scrolling through this page and everything, and and up at the top, there's the the large image. That's totally not a knock uh, a different uh, sculpted by Grasgull or Grasgull or what the 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 orc from the Ragnar Black Mane box. Okay. Yeah, Gasgull. Yeah. Yeah, Gasgull. Yeah. It's totally not an alternate sculpt sculpt up there of that. I don't think he'd be big enough, though, would he? Uh, well, considering that if you figured those other minis, if they're twenty, oh, that mil, one. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I yeah. So this particular one that we're looking at is literally a band of orcs. Um, literally. Yeah. It, it feels... They've tried to go on with go with a theme that all seem to come in from different bands. I mean, there's definitely Slash in the background there. This is definitely Gene Simmons here in the front. I want to say that's... Is it Axel Rotten that's the lead singer of the Sex Pistols? Guns N' Roses. What's the Sex Pistols guy's name then? Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, that's who that reminds me of, personally. So you uh, want to hear my, my one sure little tiny complaint? What's your complaint? The, the, the orc on the drums the drum kit's not big enough that's fair i mean it's it's a look at the larger image of it and it's skin over a tire an empty 55 gallon drum and then a bass with a cymbal that's not an orc war band's gonna have more of a drum kit than that yeah, um, th th this is pretty cool though i'm not gonna lie um it's just oh hey fun. the guy's name is lash yeah not, and it's a, a chain sword axe. I have a feeling that all of these names are actually going to be loosely who they're based on. Lamaha. Well, that's a that's a take on Yamaha. Ah, uh, oh yes, of course it is. Um, I don't know. I think the Gene Simmons one might be my favorite though, personally. Oh, and there's different versions of the hands. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like the the singer, he's he's either throwing up devil horns or has a gun or yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you can change Lash out for just a regular head. Though I don't know why you would. Yeah, it's maybe you don't want to be quite that obvious i suppose oh no no you can just take it off okay so the the saw on the guitar if you don't want them to be on the battlefield you can just make it a band that makes sense uh no an, an orc in a band is gonna have a chainsaw sword well, of course just just to play you know no, screw the battlefield <laughs> uh this is probably one of the the most fun looking mini sets i've seen um also the price 40 49 yeah we'll, no this we'll, is dead cheap. We'll, we'll just call it 40 bucks it's 40 bucks you get five wait yeah you get five minis yeah that's um that is a screaming deal for something like this for those watching the video yes this is on sale but the full price is still only 45 bucks it's still insanely cheap Ooh, 45 bucks you know how you get an extra five bucks don't go buy a coffee yeah artel miniatures have some really insanely good sculpts uh they have quite a few alternate models for large sci-fi games that might be made by a workshop that make games um some of which have been advertised fairly heavily some that haven't i, I would not say that artel are an indie company but they're certainly not a games workshop that's about that and i'm just quickly browsing through this for the video feed just to give people an idea of just how much stuff these guys have it's insane but yeah uh 54 skills wow oh it's insane yeah uh paint line Ooh, Iron Rider? What? So while George continues to get lost, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just found my war chief for uh, Speed Freaks Army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, moving on. Um, so uh, destruction. Atlantis, 
Atlantis Miniatures are a company that they're a company I backed on Kickstarter a while ago for resin minis. They were the really gorgeous looking resin miniatures where I had the war bear and stuff. This is a long time ago now. They have joined the we're going to sell subscriptions for 3D printing parts bandwagon. This first month, and it's another one that's $10 a month, comes with a frost giant, a frost ogre troll thingy. That might be my favorite of the bunch, I think. Everything in here is snow and ice themed, and it's all gorgeous. I really love these walrus, the, um, walrus men, guys. That war bear, I yeah, have I... a version of that. It's not this. It's just a version of it. It's based on the mini that I have. Loose. Yeah, I was going to say that that war bear with uh, the dual uh, oh, yeah. axes. Yeah, that, that guy looks like he's ready for some serious business. Uh, I, I think the snow giant dude is probably my favorite one just because he's so like Norsk-esque. Yeah. Uh, you scale that down from, from his height to, you know, a standard 28 mil height and you would have like a perfect Viking, you know, actually, right there. Yeah, that's actually not a bad point. You got a couple of free freebies that you can get access to if you sign up for the um, for the newsletter. Um, they are, when these things are eventually released to the public in total, everything will cost you 45 bucks. So that's what they intend to price them at at the end of the day, not in the subscription. The subscription is $10 a month. So you're going to have the same thing with this that you're going to have with all of these subscription services where you're going to get really good value, but there's no real guarantee what you're going to be getting every month because obviously you don't know what's coming next month. Normally they will give, usually give teasers for what's coming the following month before the month is over so that you can then make your decisions. Um, obviously, if you don't have access to a 3D printer or someone that owns one, then this is probably not for you. But if you do have access to one, then this might be worth your look because these are gorgeous. And they do fit well with the Atlantis miniatures previous stuff. I was going to say, uh, some of these... Could... standing up, not the walking one, the one that's standing up. I have a version of that in resin. It's not the same. The pose is different. But yeah. yeah. I was going to say, some of these could fit into a, uh, uh, was a destruction, you know, with the, uh, the big uh, Ice Mammoth things for uh, Sigmar. Yes, yes. And See, totally see these fitting into that pretty easily. George Bruce. Oh, that's not you. I'm me. This is me. Click that link on the the Facebooky. Yeah. So for those watching at home, this is the miniature that I own. Well, one of them. I own several of them. It's just the one that I have, which is it's a bear that looks like it has a six pack. I mean, seriously, this thing is nuts. That looks like the love child of a bear and a gorilla. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, they've got an armored bear. I haven't seen that. They also have arguably the most gorgeous werewolves I've ever seen. This is another one of those companies that if if you're into high quality resin stuff, this is worth looking into. Um, this is. <laughs> so much news though as that it's just given that, given that we were talking about something else that they're doing uh but if you're looking at these guys the first thing you're going to notice is that these guys are not you will be paying for it in the ass all righty so are we next ready for this next bit here indie definition independent type slang word jargon all right. Um, so, lizardman army. Sorry, this straight up looks like a lizardman army. It's several different armies. Well, okay. So the link I click, it looks like lizardman. Yes. Yeah. But banner up the top will actually show you that they have several different ranges. There is definitely not chaos. There is definitely not empire of the dead. Uh, what were they called? Um, the Egyptian undead guys from fantasy. Uh, tomb kings. Tomb kings. Thank you. Definitely not tomb kings. Uh, and then there's some. 
fantasy Norse type thing that have dragons with feathers. Um, and yeah, there's really gorgeous looking lizardmen. The lizardmen are their most recent thing, I believe, by the look of this. this Ooh, Infernal Dwarves. And yes, this is exactly what I wanted to look at. Now, we have discussed Lost Kingdom once before. I believe we actually spoke about their lizardmen during the news at one point and said that we would come back and cover these guys in more depth, which is why we have them. So, this Chaos Dwarf Army is... Oh, I want everything to do with this. These are all STL files, so this is all for 3D printing. But this is just all kinds of gorgeous. Uh, these are better Chaos Dwarves than actual Chaos Dwarves. I have said for a long time that I don't like the big hats. And even the ones that do have big hats on this actually feel like they are real hats. Oh my god. Uh, go to page 3 of the Infernal Dwarves and you'll see the, uh, the prisoners. Oh... And they have all kinds of prisoners. That is awesome. I mean, that's... The God King is quite interesting as well. I, I will point out... Is. I will point out on the prisoners, the only one that's being stoic about it is the, the dwarf. The, oh, yeah. The two humans are just like, no. And he's just like, is that all you got? Oh, you there's will more not break my down. soul. There's also <laughs> impaled prisoners further down. What? Yeah. Oh, that's this is just all kinds of nuts. Come on. There we go. Chaos dwarves are one of those things that a lot of people like, but it's really hard to get into them because there's not a lot going around as far as rules is concerned. Um, well, if war is your friend, if you want to play something with a with chaos tool. And um, for a while there too, the only minis you could get are you know a few hundred dollars of Forge World, and it was just essentially one unit. Yeah, and they were. Um, to be fair, they weren't the. Um, the groundbreaking minis that they used to be. No. Uh, the cannon and the ballista. Holy cow, those look cool. And that, dude. Um, oh, the last page is just one. Ooh, elite guard commander on bull. That is a cool looking mini. Yeah. Let me, let me blow him up a little bit. Dang. See, the, the, these hats, these Chaos Dwarves have, they're much more like, instead of uh, Cossack hats, they're like actual, like, chaos kind of hats. They actually feel like they belong, yeah. Yeah. What I didn't like about the Chaos Dwarves, despite really loving their lore, was they didn't really look, they just looked off. The, the helmets, the, the hats just looked stupid on the minis. Now, I know that there are people out there that are fans of, I'm just not one of them, and I never have been. I've never been secret about that. Despite the fact that I have always love them. I, uh, I, 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 I've I, had this conversation in the middle of a white door with stuff. I, I will I will say the uh, the whole concept of, they're chaos dwarves because they're wearing Cossack hats. That's really lame. Like, oh hey, thunder. So I have moved on to the undying, what is it called? Undying dynasties. Tomb kings. Not tomb kings. Yeah, not, not tomb kings. These guys have undead camels. Well, that's a zombie well you don't see a lot of. Amotep the Terrible on an Amit is like, so the Amit is one of the old um, Egyptian monsters. Just like a giant crocodile beast looking thing. With like dog legs so it could actually run fast. Yeah. Uh, the Canopic Hero, that mummy is just awesome. Look at the Canopic Sorcerer. Oh. Oh, and there's an undead that, that is not unusual, but like the undead um, elephant is awesome. Kifu Ship. Kufu Ship. Whoa. Oh, that so much. Look at the Kufu Ship and like the, the sarcophagus is opening with the mummy like levitating out. I love the fact that all of the sand looks like it's sand. The Bone Colossus is really nice. I, I can see with the sand like this being like 3D printing stuff like the sand is like a, you know how to, like an advantage to the print where you don't need to worry about the uh, resolution so much because 
you want that to kind of look a little crappy like it is sand. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's all just going to be texture. Uh, on the next page, the artist Scorpion's Cursed. Yep. Oh. Hey, this is what Dwayne Johnson should have looked like in, in that movie. Or maybe not. That probably wouldn't have looked much, but still. Uh, That is kind of what he looked like in the movie, but, you know, with his face, not not that face. Um, This is this is really good-looking stuff here. Yeah. Um, For those watching the video, I am deliberately ignoring the Saurian stuff because we've, co we've covered it once before. Um, um, the last thing I'm going to have a very brief look at is the Kingdom of Mercia, which is currently up as a late pledge for a Kickstarter that they've run recently. Oh, there it is. Okay. I see it now. And this stuff is, again, it's just all gorgeous. Pegasi. I'm pretty sure this dragon looking thing is supposed to be their version of a griffin. I know that's not what a griffin looks like, but I'm just thinking rules wise, that's what it's supposed to be. Um, unless it's just a feathered dragon. I mean, it could just be a feathered dragon. Um, but again, just absolutely starting so yeah there's a lot of really really gorgeous things here um of all of them personally i think it's as much as i lose myself in the infernal dwarves i actually think the undying dynasties do it for me um just because there's so much in that that i haven't seen done that well i mean the infernal dwarves is the best chaos dwarves i've ever seen yeah so but the undying dynasties just takes that theme so much further it feels so much better than what we've seen in the past and the tomb king stuff wasn't bad like there's a reason everybody complains that it's gone right this is just so much better yeah um so and, and, and like i said it looks good i think it's awesome but unless there's rules for it you know it's still just you know a bunch of minis to print um, um I, I, there is there, there is rules in kings of war for it oh there is okay well then i stand corrected yeah well then same with um, the, the infernal dwarves so yeah that's aiming for the end of this week we did say that we were going to come back and have a closer look at them at a later stage i hope that you're happy that we now finally have let's move on so what have you been up to, George? Uh, reading Kickstarter updates. <laughs> <laughs> um this is for your hell no, uh, hell, the other one. uh no uh hell on massive darkness 2 uh little tiny trains um something else had an update. oh uh uh oh my god i can't remember what it's called i don't even think we talked about this one um it's it's pretty it's pretty cool though um i got it mainly because i i, I think it'd be a great game to play with sam darwin's journey okay so Dar Darwin's Journey is like a, a resource building game, but it's based off of Charles Darwin's travels through the Galapagos Islands. Ah, okay. So that, I, I read that and I was just like, it was like a 70 euro all in for the collector edition. I was just like, yeah, well, that's, that's easy. That's I mean, if, if it's any, if it follows, you know, 70% of the actual, like, you know, stories and stuff like that of what he actually did, it'll be a fairly educational game too. Yeah. Um. So uh, pr pr pretty much just reading updates and stuff like that. I've, I've, I've had a horrid, horrid week of, of, of stuff going on stuff stuff um i have games coming i'm excited uh i still have um this stuff i still have this stuff on the bench waiting to we're going to sit down and actually start painting it so hopefully i can get to that here this week um if i don't become violently ill from my second uh covid stab and before i go on a little little trip over the weekend <laughs> nice well i've actually done yeah cast your mind back before the dark times do you remember what it used to be like to play games with actual people yeah I I, I, I I i did that like a month and a half ago with a uh, uh blood bowl i haven't had the chance to, not only because of covid to be fair it's also because of workers i haven't had a lot of time to do much um as you already know but moving back onto things that tempt you 
Oh my god, this game's fun. Is it? Oh god, yes. Um, I lost really, really badly, but that shouldn't surprise anybody because my dice suck. I was gonna uh, say, if dice rolls are involved, you you lose. That's that's how games work for you. Pretty much. To be fair, it wasn't all that this time. Um, there were some bad decisions I made tactically because you know I'm trying to learn a game and I'm playing with a faction that I don't know very well because I've never used them. Um, I could have done something really, really cool, but I made a decision that meant that I couldn't do it because I didn't know I had to do something first. Um lot of fun though um the close combat mechanics in this really feel good um it's it feels very even tactically it feels like it makes a lot of sense um the ito clan which is the one that i have uh i would probably argue is not a very easy faction to start with um but i don't regret starting there because it's the one that i wanted um the minimoto crew which is the one that i was facing up against uh definitely feels like it's a lot easier to play with to begin with that is not something that surprised me because it's something the community always talks about how how easy they are to play with um and they feel very different which is obviously important too the other thing that i've been doing this week is i finally started building up my um cursed city and did you yes now in my un in my review which apparently is just an unboxing which is fine um i pointed out the differences between this model how you build it in the box as opposed to the errata that they've included in the box um i have some first the thoughts on this mini in particular in my opinion the reason we have an errata, an errata for this is not just because the um instructions were wrong honestly i think the kit for this was wrong to begin with i think they've completely messed up this miniature um you have the two body halves that go together and then you have to insert a pin from the outside through that plugs into the front of the body so that that backpack can can, can go on without having to be glued yeah. doesn't work this it, it's really stupid and moronic um, and quite frankly, it's just easier to glue the back on anyway. Um, there also appears to be a piece missing, unless mine was broken. I don't know how clear that's... Oh, I'm going to have to turn the thingy off. Your uh, filter. I don't know how clear this is going to be, but... It's mostly there. That The cable there doesn't connect to the backpack. Now, that's, oh, that's caused by either one of two things. Either one of these is broken in the box, and the piece is somewhere... Um, or it was never built properly to begin with. Um, there's definitely nothing on the sprue. I haven't missed a part. I suspect that it's been broken inside the box, which is something that happens. But at the same time, I can't seem to find... Like, it doesn't appear to be broken. There's an end point on this one that's flat, and there is a little bit of sprue gate left over on the other one. Honestly, I think they've just screwed this up massively. And I do mean massively. I mean, it still looks fine, but that is very uh, that is very obviously a mistake. Um, I haven't finished building everything yet, but I'm getting there. But that that's the only massive criticism I have. And I, I don't know, I might be taking it too far but it's possible that I've screwed up somehow but there's definitely not a missing piece um, other than the pin that goes to the backpack into the middle which I gave up on because there's just no point it's just easier to super glue it <laughs> like, no, no, dead serious it's easier just to super glue the thing on oh I so, so yeah no sometimes it's some of the stuff it's, that just it's like it's kind of a pin that goes like this and then you're supposed to plug that through through this bit to then plug into a plug on the other side and it, all it does is add a plug onto the back that the backpack plugs into that's all it does it's just moronic yeah it, it's very very clearly been an oversight in the model that they've scraped together at the last minute trying to figure out how to fix it <laughs> yeah um 
Space Games Workshop. No excuse for that crap. So you also put a note in here. You've stripped your first model. I have, and I have it here. This is soapy water. And this has been sitting in here for a week. And George is sitting here going, that won't work, Jason. You can't just put something in soapy water and it'll strip it. But I have something for you, George. Does that look stripped to you? Looks pretty stripped to me. Yeah. There was a process before I put it in the soapy water. I'm being a smart Oh. Uh, I literally, I've literally just used paint thinner on this. Like the, the stuff that you get from the hardware store. Um, it, it's worked really well. Uh, Here's my only... process, Bruce. Yes, I know, but I can't get that. Ugh. You know this what? I can't really either. Powerful crap that you can just paint on, and the the paint kind of comes like glue, and then just comes off. Um, the downside is that you can't use it on plastic. You can't use it on resin. This base is completely stuffed, mm. um, and it stinks to hot. Like this still stinks now. Um, it's not something that you can just put your mini in and leave it bathing in, which is what I would prefer. Uh, this is the process that my housemate does to do his. I said that I was going to follow up with him and ask him how he does his stuff, so that I. I could kind of figure out if this is the way I want to do it or not. Realistically, I don't think this is the way I want to do it. Um, I mean, it's not hard, but the stuff stinks to high heaven. And it gave no. me a headache days. Um, but let yep. me do this again. But all of the details there, yep. like most so, things, I mean, you can just get a, an idea of the, the paint that's left over. But once this is dried and repainted, you're never going to say it. So, Bruce, one thing you might be able to get hands on that I have used that does work. I don't know about resin. I do know it does work for hard plastic. Dot three brake brake fluid. Not the pers first person to mention that. I've used it, so I I, I mentioned from experience. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What's no stripping minis. Like? Huh. Sure. What's the smell of that like? Uh, brake fluid. Yeah, it smells like brake fluid. It's it does have an odor to it, but it's not like a harsh chemical like an acetone or paint stripper smell. Yeah. It's Give it's a like second. a. I'm gonna grab what I was actually using just in case people are curious. Okay. <laughs> George, I've officially been told I'm wrong about Chaos Dwarf hats. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm using. It, it's literally just an all-purpose thinner from the hardware store. Like okay. It's, it's just designed to strip paint, which is also the reason why it stinks to high heaven, because, yes, it's yeah. very good. To the point yeah, where um, I've been using it with very thick rubber gloves. You don't want this on your skin, because it won't end well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, no, the, the brake fluid, it just has a uh, bit of an acrid, oily smell. So, I mean, it's it's nothing, like, super strong and permeating. Um, you yeah. will smell it, but um, it's... it's it's one of those things where, you know, you can toss the mini in, you come back a week later, and then you start, you know, scrubbing and cleaning it. So so I was told, and I'm, I'm literally going to quote, this is my housemate's follow-up from our earlier conversation. Chaos Dwarf silly hats are compulsory and mandatory. <laughs> it's okay, Steve, you're allowed to be wrong. Except you can't be wrong with an opinion, so. Jeez. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um. But all in all, I mean, I could do this, but there's part of me that really just wants to sit there, put some stuff in a vat, and then come back a day later and and then work it on it. Yeah. No. Uh, As opposed to, I'm sitting here with a brush that's slowly disintegrating over my model because of how powerful the chemical is. Yeah. No. That's... I probably should have done it outside. To be fair. Um. I, I probably should have done that. Um, but look, it's something I wanted to do. It wasn't overly expensive. I think it was like 15 or 20 bucks for the for the whole tin of that. Um, but I would I love to just be able to do that. Do you want to know how long these have been sitting in here? Uh, by the look of it, weeks. Uh, better part of eight months now. What is that? What? What's the chemical? Uh, it's that super clean stuff that you can't get. Ah, okay. I just wasn't sure if that's what it was or not. Somehow the sound was reflecting off my jar there just right. I was getting like, you know, like a metal sound from it. It was weird. Um, 
I, I, I will say this right now. Uh, in, in the hobby world, if you want to make some money, you come up with a way that will flawlessly strip paint off of metal, plastic, and resin minis without damaging them. Yeah. If you can come up with that, you can charge $50 a gallon for it. People will buy it because, you know, it, it's a thing, you know, like, you know, you go to eBay and like, oh, hey, someone put this together and like half painted it like crap, but they're only wanting 20 bucks for it. I could buy that and strip the paint off and paint up how I want it. The downside, I mean, there are products that are out there. To me, I have a couple, um, but they're not available in all countries, which is your right, yeah. problem. Because some yeah, of these there, are power chemicals that are outlawed in certain places. Um, which is which is funny because there there's one that the, I've seen on a couple of pages that it's available in the UK and there's nothing like it here in the US. Which is funny because if you look at like you know a country to country comparison of like what chemicals are allowed and what aren't, the United States is just like, hey, as long as it doesn't eat through your skin in five seconds, it's allowed. <laughs> it's it's apparently you can get it in, but nobody will stock it. Therefore, it becomes very expensive. Yeah. I think it's the US. It might be Canada. I'm not 100% sure. What? I've definitely seen it. Um, However, shall we do some game talk? This? Wait, this. Talk nerdy to me. All right. So we are returning to our beloved Drop Fleet Commander today. And we are finally talking about the Battle Cruisers. So I will start with the UCM and the Scourge, and you can cover the other two. Okay. That would be the PHR and the the Shaltari? Yes. I don't know if I can do the Shaltari. I don't know anything about them. Well, you'll have to learn. So first things first, this one has pictures. Yay. I like pictures. Pictures are good. All right. So, the UCM Atlantis is a battlecruiser. It's 195 points. It's got a 6-inch scan, 6-inch... I'm echoing. Yeah, I was going to say there was an echo there. Talk again. Talking, talking. No, you're fine now. All right. So, the UCM Atlantis is a battlecruiser for 195 points. It's got a 6-inch scan and sig. It's got 8-inch thrust, 14 hull. Its armor is 3 pus. got a point defense of 7, grouping of 1, and it's heavy. It has special launch, which will become obvious in a minute though you can see it there already it's got three bombers and five so the first three weapons are all linked you've got a uf4200 mass driver turret on both the left and the right four plus two attacks each one damage each linked as i said the other one on the front is a 6400 which is three plus uh it's got four attacks one damage that one is front end side and there is a last one that's by itself which is also the same profile i find it odd that it's got one by itself as well first like why are there some linked and not the other yeah i i think the i think it shouldn't be the 4200 are linked and the 6400s are linked it's not what it says hang on a second you keep i'm gonna go grab my actual book book while he does that which book did you go for george uh my original book which does no good because they're not linked at all in that book (laughs) yes they are oh no they're not okay never mind yeah so never mind i did all that for nothing also, you never even gave me a chance to tell you I had one. Well, I went and got mine, so... Oh, no. God. So, yeah, look, that's the first one. And you got your shark missile base your close action. Uh, they're a lock of 4+, plus, DC plus 1, um, 1 damage each. It's fine. Um, the Atlantis and the Johannesburg are both the same ship. So, I am going to move on to the Avalon, which is the same as the Perth. So, for those that are new to the game, the reason that there are two ships that are the same... 
is because there were exclusive sculpts to the Kickstarter initially that you can't get anymore. But they've released new ships that have the same rules, which was always what they were going to do, just for the record. Um, okay, so the Avalon is also 195 points. Um, six-inch scan, six-inch sig. So th this is all the same here, up the top, except you don't have any launch. You have rare instead, because you're only allowed to have one of them. You have linked 4,200 mass driver turrets. These are the same as the previous one. So it's a lock of four plus, four attacks, one damage each, left and right. Those two are linked. Then you have a Viper Super Heavy laser which is burned through eight flash of bloom. Uh, so that's a three plus four attacks, one damage each front narrow and the shark missile bays are the same. Um, personally, this is the one that I prefer. Neither of them are bad though, but personally I prefer to take this for the burn through and get my launch from the other ships personally. Um, it's just that I'd rather, if, if I'm going to pay big points for the ship, I'd rather be getting more. Punch a hole with it. I'd rather punch a hole with it personally. Um, and, and I'm going I'm to have to agree with that too, with the, the lock of, four up and the the two attacks on the uh 4200 mass driver turrets on the johannesburg and uh uh uh, uh, uh atlantis um th those just don't have quite the same kind of punch uh if they're all stats like the 6400 yeah that'd be a little different yeah. Um, I, I still think that's an error where you got the two 4200s and the 16400 linked, and then the other one is not linked. It does I think feel odd. I, I, I think there's a typo there. Either you were right and the 42s and the 64s are supposed to be linked to each other and not together. That feels more right to me. Because at this point, I don't see why you would bother using um the all shooting thing. Because you're only getting one extra gun. What's the point? Yeah, that's only, what, four more shots? Yeah. So I... I have a feeling that that's a that's a bit of a typo. Now I will say this though, um, since we're talking about two different sculpts, I think both the Johannesburg, the uh, second sculpt, and the uh, Perth Perth uh, second sculpt uh, for those battlecruisers, I think that the new sculpts for the the UCM, I think the new sculpts look better than the uh, original sculpts. I agree, hundred percent. I think that the original ones are bad. I just prefer the look of the new one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take a quick quick yander here as you uh move on to the scourge because yep. the scourge are in that same boat too the the new sculpts for the scourge battle cruisers far superior to yes. the the original sculpts for the scourge so i'm looking at the basilisk right here i'm now going to go backwards and show you the akuma 100 much much nicer i love the akuma so much right so you got a six inch scan for the akuma eight inch sink 10 inches of thrust 14 hull four plus armor <laughs> Excuse me. Point defense of eight. Gripping of one. It's heavy. It's got stealth and full cloak, which is nasty. Oculus Beam Array is a three plus. It's got two attacks. It does two damage and it's brought with Scald. I know that surprises a lot of people after all of the discussions we've had about the Scourge. Um, Wait, the Scourge have a Scald? I know. It's so unusual for them to have that on every ship. It's kind of their thing. Uh, the Oculus Beam Phalanx, they have two of them, one on each side. Uh, three plus again. This one's three attacks, still two damage damage also has scald and the plasma storm is their close action that also has scald uh three plus d6 plus two so that's actually a little bit better than the other one um uh the, the ucm one rather uh front side and rear now if i go back i'm going to do the same thing get a look at the manticore there and then if i go back you get a look at the banshee it's just it's a gorgeous looking ship yeah again the the new sculpts for the 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 scourge bow cruisers far superior to the originals yes oh one thing i missed um the 
Basilisk or the Akuma is 215 points. The Manticore or the Banshee is 180 points each. I say each. You can only have one. Well, no, you could have more than one. I just no, you can have more than one. one. I just don't see why you'd bother. All right. Sitchin scan, 8-inch thrust. Sorry, 8-inch sig, 10-inch thrust. 14-hole, uh, 4 plus. So this is all the same as before. Still has stealth. Still has full cloak. But this one has launch. You have an oc one Oculus Beam Array, which is 3 plus, 2 attack, 2 damage front with Scald. Plasma Tempest is 3 plus. It's 2d6 plus 4. So this is much better. Uh, also with Scald, that's your close action. The thing this has, however, is a Torpedo. L2 Corruptor. So personally, in the past, I've always chosen to take the Akuma because in the past, the Torpedo rules were kind of... They have, have gone through some major rehauls like we've discussed recently. Uh, the committee is still slightly out on them at this point because they're still kind of being tested and seeing how they work. Um, and there hasn't really been a lot of competitive play uh, other than the online tournament last year. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, if torpedoes turn out to be competitive, then you could see that this might become a player again. But it's a little bit too early to say. I I'm, I'm a big fan of the Akuma personally. Um, I suspect it's going to take a lot to change that. Yeah, I the games I played, and this is all, you know, like first first edition rules and everything like that. The 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 torpedoes were so lackluster when we actually start to got into to using and stuff. And it's just and and being the Shaltari player and not having torpedoes, I was just like I, I was you know like these mechanics are just too clunky for it to be any sort of fun or effective in the game. Yeah. Um that being said, uh that plasma tempest is a vicious weapon. Oh hell yeah if, that's nasty. If you can get into use it which it's a full cloak ship so yes you can get into use it um there are some close action weapons in the game that are just worse than others and the scourge in general just because they have scald they are worse than just in general because of because of that scald ability um if you're playing scourge and you can get in close you're going to do a lot of damage you have to get there is the hard thing um scourge versus shaltari is a very hard matchup because they expect they are experts at keeping you away um but in saying that if you can get up close you're going to do a lot of damage you want yeah. to be close to your tower you, you you have to be close the, the other one yeah you can you can reach out and touch them a little bit um i i think edge to the 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 first uh battle cruiser yeah. for for scourge with all that nice. oculus um shall we move into the phr then yes we are moving into the phr first up on Nidus and the Agamemnon. Um, Bruce can show you the, the loveliness of old sculpt versus new sculpt. Um, lots have probably changed on the rules for these guys with uh, Fusillade and Linking and stuff like that. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this. First of all, so it is a PHR. It has a scan of 8. Sig of 6, thrust of 10, hull of 15, armor of 3 up, point defense 7, grouping of 1, tonnage is heavy. Nothing special about it it's not special it's just like us we aren't special um it does have four light caliber batteries uh two on the left two on the right these have the special rules of caliber light linked of one so and then fusillade of three so all fire these all four of these fire at the same time with a lock of five up six attach attacks each one damage like said left and right so uh that's 12 shots to a side on a five up lock uh so if i'm remembering caliber light so that means if it's a light ton of shift that means that the lock is a 
four instead of a five. And what yeah. was Fusillade again, Bruce? Uh, when a ship uses a weapon's free order, Fusillade weapon systems add X value to their attack value. So you would get three extra attacks. So so go. that goes from 12 attacks aside to 18 attacks aside. Yeah. Uh, then you have the medium caliber broadside. Uh, these are actually kind of nasty. Uh, they are a lock of four up, eight attacks, one damage each, one on the left, one on the right. Uh, linked two, so they both fire at the same time. Fusillade of three. Those are going to do a little more for you because then that is uh, uh, that's 11 shots aside at a four up lock. That's pretty decent. Um, and then Hornet drones, uh, three up, D3 plus three, front side, rear, close action. Uh, 100. 85 points. So for those that are new to Drop Fleet Commander, the whole thing with PHR, if you're not clicking on this yet, is that it's broadside. You want to get in between ships and then fire both ways. Yes, um, this, is, this is very classic, you know, turn of the century, 1700s, 1800s uh, naval tactics. So not the easiest fleet to learn with, but potentially one of the most powerful if you can play them properly. You need to be able to have the foresight and the planning to get ahead on this. It's not an army for me um because i struggle with uh I, don't know, I haven't tried it i probably shouldn't say that but i just i could see myself struggling with these guys personally. i just like to next up we have the scipio and oh it goes over to the other line uh, the 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 fram fram yep it's a weird mythical hero name um same stats scan of eight signature six thrust 10 hole of 15 armor three up Point defense seven, groupie of one, tonnage of heavy. This one is special. It has launch. Uh, it has four light caliber batteries, two on the left, two on the right. Same stats of five up, six attacks, one damage each. Fusillade of three, linked one, and caliber. So essentially all the guns on this ship can fire without having to do weapons free. It's pretty decent. Um, mainly because this is a PHR, it has launch of fighters and bombers. Hands down, the PHR bombers are the best in the game, and you get four of them with this ship. They are still the best in the game, right? That, that hasn't changed. The PHR bombers are pretty dope uh i don't believe that's changed now okay so we're going to go off that assumption that the phr bombers are still the best in the game and this has four um 200 points i don't know if the ship is worth the extra point cost for those four bombers the bombers are good um I'm not a PHR player. Uh, I, re I really can't speak intelligently uh, on these ships. I can't speak intelligently in general. So this is just, you know, uh, I personally like the other ones better. Here's the thing I'm looking at. And I just want to look at a couple more ships. Realistically, I think I'd prefer to go the other way as well. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I think there's much better options points-wise for uh, ships, for fighters and bombers. Um, get a couple of Vigorous in, you're getting two each. My two isn't four, but they're also 115 points, not 100 and no, 200. Um, uh, I but it's not so much because you can get your fighters and bombers elsewhere. Yeah, but those medium caliber batteries are really good. The the, I mean, uh, the medium caliber batteries are way better just because this is not a bad ship. I just think bang for your buck. I think you're going to get more well, out of the other ship. Here, here's how I'm going to look at it. statistically. It's got more hull points than your average ship because it is a battle cruiser. It is PHR, so you have a three up armor, not a four up or higher like just about every other faction. So you have more hull points. 
since you have better armor. You can take a little more of a beating to get in position, to go weapons free, to get that spike, to unload a whole buttload of dice on multiple targets. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, with it being PHR, they are a bit on the faster side compared to Scourge and UCM. Yeah. And their signature is on the smaller side too, and their scan is on the higher end. So, you know, statistically, you know, shooting is a better option for you for PHR than, say, Scourge. Scourge, you want to get in close and, you know, use your skull to, to weaken the armor to get the damage in. PHR, you can sit back and, and kind of shoot a little bit. Yeah. Not as effectively because you have to get in between and get both sides to really be fully effective. But, yeah, I I, I think the 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 Balacruiser carriers for the, the PHR are, are the inferior of the two. Uh, I like the other one over this. Well, it's not that I don't like them. I just think with the medium caliber batteries, I think you're going to get more. Yeah. Out. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, and at the risk of stating the obvious, we're not sitting here and saying that bombers and fighters are not worth it. We know this game well enough to know that they yeah. are worth it. All we're saying is that we think you're better off taking them from other places so that you can get the better stuff on this. For sure. Last up is the faction that you nothing that you know nothing about, apparently. I, I know absolutely nothing about. And so with that, I'm going to talk about the Adamant and the Battlecruisers. Uh, again, two different sculpts. Um, that being said, though, I think think i think the original sculpt is superior to the new sculpt because if you if you look at the shaltari ships the way they're designed the the adamant and the palladium make more sense than the ruby and the sapphire because oh it's just the, the wing section that has the weapon they put four on instead of two on or three or whatever so i think i think this ship makes much more sense for the look than the new battle cruiser that being said though let's get into the um the battle cruisers here uh, the Adamant and the uh, other Ruby. Uh, 12 inch scan, 3 inch SIG with shield, 16 inch SIG with shields. Thrust of 10 inches, hull of 13, armor of 5 up, 4 up, 5 without shields, 4 with shields. Point defense of 9, groupie of 1, tonnage heavy, nothing special about it. Uh, two disintegrator bank batteries, side left, side right, all hit front, lock of 3 up, 4 attacks, 1 damage each, nothing special about it. Here's the change they've made. Particle lance pair, 3 up, 2 damage, two attacks, 2 damage each. Front narrow particle fusillade too. So if you go weapons free, that's four shots. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, it was a particle lance, particle lance. So that was four shots, but they were individual. So you had to weapons so free to shoot both. Four shots, you just have to go weapons free to get it. Right. Which, let's be honest, a ship like this, you are going to go weapons free because as cool as particle lances are of, oh, hey, look, you don't get an armor save. Take your damage. The disintegrator bank is still the far superior weapon with that three up lock and the four attacks. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get crits. You're gonna get more hits. Uh, it is a lock of three up. So statistically, three quarters, no, two thirds. Sorry, two thirds of your dice roll are gonna hit and cause damage, and you have more dice. It's not gonna help Bruce any, but for the average person, it will help. Yeah. So um, uh, for those that are wondering what part the particle rule is, weapon systems with this rule always inflict critical hits. Yeah, you always. No armor save. So for everybody that's not me, yeah, you gotta do well. Except except for against other Shaltari ships, because shields 
state, you always get a roll regardless if it's critical. Yes. So um, next we have the Palladium and the Sapphire. So this is this is probably one of the craziest battle cruisers in the game, and and, and it has to do purely with the weapon system. So uh, again, twelve inch scan, uh, three inch sig without sixteen sig with shields, thrust to ten hole thirteen, five up save without shields, four up save with shields, point defense nine, group of one, tonnage of heavy, nothing special about the ship either. But uh, and we're gonna go to we're kind of gonna do this in a reverse order. Oh, did I talk about the? Did I hold on a second? I I might have I might have forgot something. Uh, okay, I did forget to mention the close action, so we'll go ahead and mention the close action on the Palladium Sapphire. It's the same for both ships. It's a four up, three attack, one damage each, front side, rear, close action. Cool. Uh, then we're going to go to the gravity coils because this is a fairly unique weapon that it's it's a little underutilized. So you have gravity coils, two up lock, two attacks, one damage each, front narrow, impel of two. If you hit with both your shots, that means you get to turn the ship that you're shooting at. Uh, I think, is it a, a 45 or a full 90 degree turn? Uh, I think it depends on the value. I think with the two i think it means 90 i'm just trying to look it up well the, the impel only works yeah the impel only works as if you hit with both the shots if you hit with one shot can't do it um if firing player inflicts x damage after saving throws have been taken with a weapon um you may turn the target up to 45 degrees so you for, have to okay. do at least two damage before you can do it yep so so you have to hit with both the shots you have to deal two damage and then against a phr player you can really ruin their day by giving their ship an extra 45 degree turn they don't want um <laughs> Uh, that being said, the the impel is only on this battle cruiser and a light cruiser. I will tell you this right now: I have zero light cruisers built for out of all of my ships for Shaltari. Um, that being said, I do have two uh, Palladiums, so I could do some stuff with it. Um, I mainly have the Palladiums just because of the next weapon system and a light cruiser and a or not uh, just a cruiser and a heavy cruiser available to the Shaltari. The Ion orbs. The first one is the Ion Storm, which is the Shaltari Bombardment. That's a two-up block, four damage, one damage, front side rear bombardment, alt one. Alt means it's the same weapon, it has two different firing. Um, the next one is the one I really like, the Ion Aura. It's a three-up block, D6 plus three, one damage, front side rear, close action, beam. Now, if I remember correctly, beam also means uh, no uh, countermeasures for uh, point defense, if I remember correctly. Beam? Not bad. Not there. I'm just going to assume I'm correct. Beam means you don't get to use point defense. I just want to assume that you're correct unless I can find it. <laughs> I will flip through my rules here too. Um, because there's there's two Shalshari ships that have close action as their main weapon and they both have beam. And I remember the microwave array for the frigate. It oh, was just... Close action beam weapons obey all normal rules for close action except one. Point defenses cannot be used. Yeah, so so all your uh, point defense means nothing to this weapon. So so here's what's great about the Shaltari Palladium and what are the other ones called? You get into scan range. That's what you have to do be in for close action. So if you have a spike, that counts towards for right. No, no, it's just pure scan range. Yeah, never mind. So it's just pure scan range. So for Shaltari 12 inches, that's a that's a huge scan range. So you get in there and you fire the iron aura as close action because that doesn't count as a weapon system. You fire harpoon cascade because that's also a close action. And then you fire your gravity coils to turn them. And you've done all of that without having to go weapons free and building an extra spike on your ship 
and you mm -hmm. still have your signature of three. Yeah. Um, that's so uh, you, you team that up with the other uh, uh, bombardment ion ion uh, sphere ships the Shaltari have, and you can wreck someone's world really quick. Um, now, point difference 200 to 185. Uh, the Adamant Ruby Battlecruisers, I think, are the far superior because they are the, the big shooter. Those disintegrator banks are absolutely nasty, especially when you get a lot of them rolling dice. Uh, I, I I have pretty much almost one turn taken out a battleship with an Onyx heavy cruiser. So, <laughs> yeah. Now that being said, though, you get yourself a Palladium and the the other ships with those ion weapon systems, and you sit on a system. No one's getting close to it. Yeah, no one is getting close to it because you can sit there and just be like, "I'm going to shoot everything and not get any spikes." Your big ships can't shoot at me because I have a signature of three. So, yeah, um, so that would have a chance would be the Scourge, and they'd have to get there first. And, and well, they'd have to get they'd have to get into their range. In one turn. Yeah, they'd have to get into range for their skull to be effective with their stuff mm. and the shaltari scan for their close action is the same as a lot of other people's just shooting range with their with their scan yep. and then the sig and everything right, what, what's the, what's the scourge uh scan six inches yes so six inches Double plus this the scan the scourge six inch uh scan plus this ship's three inch signature is nine inches. That's for a regular shooting weapon at range. This, yeah. this ship has more range on its close action. So yeah. Um, but I, I I have to give it to the more expensive ship just because uh disintegrator banks, particle lances. Um yeah. Now the big thing that we spoke about earlier in this series was that I was deliberately leaving the battle cruisers till last. The reason that I did this is because in the past, point for point, the battle cruisers were worth more to you than the dreadnoughts and the battleships, etc., etc., etc. Except for a Shaltari player, the battle, where the, the, where the, the, the yeah, the diamond was the absolute ship that you had to take because it erased ships in a turn. Yeah. Um. Would you uh, would you say that that was still the case? Now, I'm not entirely convinced that it is completely the case. Uh, I probably the... still take these. If for me, it's going to come down to what else is going to be in the ship as uh, so what else is going to be in the fleet I mean, th these are definitely up there amongst the needs but I'm not entirely convinced that you would take these and ignore everything else anymore so having not played the game for so long I can only fully speak to uh, my experience with the Shaltari yeah. and I will tell you this right now the the diamond with the, the fuselage change to the particle lance triad I, I think it's just the tiniest bit of change in the air because you could sit back with that triad and just snipe no problem or you go weapons free and you erase ships when you weapons free it, do, it it doesn't matter it's the same ship as it was pre-rules pre-changes uh, pre, pre so the diamond is still a take over all the battle cruisers for the shaltari and then you you put in battle cruisers where you can i personally still think the onyx and the uh i can't get standby <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up what it's called. That's the same thing. Why am I? George cannot brain. Uh, I cannot brain. I am potato. So the I... amber, the amber and the onyx. I think the amber and the onyx are still the uh, workhorses for the Shaltari because you weapon three of those things and and you erase ships. You have multiple targets. Uh, they have a slight advantage of you. Um, oh, what's that? Uh, distortion bubble. They wait. Uh, Hall nine. So no, the the onyx can distortion bubble. The amber can't distortion bubble so i mean there's lots of nuances nuances with the shaltari um i think 
I, I think the battle cruisers are are still for majority of the fleets. I like discourage. I I don't see how you can not take what is it the Akuma? Oh, the no, the Akuma. You have to take the Akuma. There's no question about that. I I, I, I think the Akuma. I think the Akuma is the most important ship in the Scourge arsenal still, just because it's a full cloak. It has so it has those great weapons. You can get it with that full stealth into range to scald something and then unload weapons free with all those weapons. What and you can, just you can actually I, I, get there. That's the thing. Yeah, this is I, the I, I, you can get there. Yeah, I, I I think the Akuma is the most important ship for the Scourge or the Basilisk too. The Akuma just looks a thousand times better. Um, you can get it. You, you can't. Well, yeah, like Sam. Sam does have a Basilisk, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, you can't get those anymore. Uh, the. The, the UCM, it's it's more how you want to play the UCM is yes. what's more important. Do you want to have one big massive dreadnought and then a bunch of little support ships? Or do you want to have a bunch of mid-sized ships that you have to focus on a turn to take out? Or, or you know, it's you know, what play style? Um, I, I think the I think the battle cruisers are less important now for a UCM player than they used to be. Um, the Avalon, right? The 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 huge beam ship, right? That yeah. that was the ship before the battle battle ships were launched. That that was the big ship you took because it had the burn through eight laser. Uh, the PHR the PHR were never an important battleship in my or not battleship battle cruiser of, of all the games I played. All the PHR players I ever talked to were just like, I don't want a battle battle cruiser i want a battleship or i want all these heavy frigates or not heavy yeah. frigates heavy cruisers numbers. so yeah j- yeah just the numbers and in uh some of those phr cruisers they were they were much more effective or not effective you felt less bad about only getting your right side shots to hit something and the left side not being used because it was only a 112 point ship versus 200 points for the more expensive a phr ship the more important it is to get all the shots on target and when you have solid left and right sides you got to get all those shots on target and the phr it's super hard to do a cheaper ship where you only get half the shots on you're still getting good value of that ship that the battle cruisers you had to get all those shots on and and that's hard to do that's why the dark matter canyon uh battleship is the better choice because you point the ship and shoot yeah. And you hit. The other advantage of taking the cheaper ships is that you have more on, more of them. And if right. your player, if your enemy reacts in a way that you didn't anticipate, you still have more chances to be able to get where you want to be. Less shots, but more reliability tend to work more in the favor of people. Yeah. Unless so, you're really good at reading your opponent. Yeah. So Scourge, Shaltari, the battle cruisers are important ships. They are always a, a, a take in the list, I think, if you have room for them. Yeah. You know, Shaltari you know you take the diamond then you take the battle cruisers then you take you know disintegrator banks that's what you want for the shaltari list if anyone disagrees with me i'll fight you uh the scourge the akuma basilisk those are the two two most important ships in that list the ucm and phr the battle cruisers are less important it's more how you want to play and the phr it's it's they are the least important ship um what what's that what's that light cruiser for the phr I know I'm I'm putting you on the spot here. Yes, especially when I literally just closed the page down. <laughs> that was my plan the whole time, Bruce. Um Bella, is it gonna have it? Uh what does it do? Uh I can't remember. I, I don't know because I can't remember the name, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to flip through my book real quick. Um so I'm looking at the light ships, but the Orion's know what you're looking at. I think the Orion 
And the so Orion the Icarus also has those medium caliber broadsides. Yeah, the the Orion and the Icarus. I think those are those are the most important ships for the uh uh uh, uh PHR. Not the battle cruisers. Not not even heavy cruisers, just a Vanguard cruiser and a cruiser. Yeah, I could say that because you've got the medium caliber batteries. Because you got all the medium caliber medium medium caliber medium calibers on the Orion, and then you have the the medium calibers and the fire and bomber launch on the Icarus. I, I think those are much more important ships for the PHR than a battle cruiser. Uh and and and, and that's where I think the the the, the true uh, awesomeness of the of the game is is the fact that each faction has a different strength, you know, in in their tonnage of ships. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to pose this question is because originally when we first went through all of this realistically there was only one way that you was going to do anything it, that that's just the way that the game was uh, but it would appear like realist it would appear that um, that's no longer the case of the game you, you actually have options now that are still worth taking yeah. which is good there's yeah. only good things that come from that um, it, it's brilliant to see yeah um, so upcoming events yes upcoming events um, the, the one that you hate you said you were going to fix it all right i could still the fix big it one that we found out about this week is warhammer fest is happening online that doesn't really surprise me uh but the big surprise is that it starts tomorrow well sorry it starts on monday but it's monday uk time so it'll be tuesday so so, so if, if you listen to this the day today after we're done recording we get it up you'll you'll know about this in time <laughs> yes so monday is age of sigma tuesday is 40k wednesday is black library Thursday is boxed games, so that could mean anything. Friday is 40k, because apparently they have a lot to do. And we don't know anything about Saturday. Um, I'm going to make a prediction now. I suspect that Saturday is going to be Old World. That's just my guess. Because it's probably time for them to show something. Yeah. Um, I just don't see... It Just it seems time that we would see something from that now. Um, moving on, just a reminder. UK Games Expo is in July. Friday, July 31st until Saturday, August 1st. Gen Con is September 16th till 19th. However, there is an event that was cancelled recently. Crisis 2021 is no longer happening. I am literally going to read their post. Um, so this is something on Michelle's side of the world. I'm, I'm literally just going to read this because I, I think this is kind of about how certain people are feeling about how things are going. Crisis 2021 update. It is with great regret that we have to announce that Crisis 2021 will not be happening. The pandemic situation without clear view on what will be possible in November under which conditions such as how many will be allowed through the door, will there be a possibility to organise, what kind of shows, um, and let's face it, social distancing is not happening at all. Not without any travelling uh, will be able. Uh, sorry, not without, not knowing if any travelling will be able. Um, the person that's writing this English is not their first language, so just keep in mind. Uh, will catering be possible? Uh, but basically what he's saying here is, is that because they can't answer any of these questions, they can't organise an event because they don't know what they can do. Um, Brexit also has a giant question mark over everything, which is going to affect things in ways that we still don't know. So they've just made the decision to cancel things um, and they're hoping for 2022, just simply because what's supposed to be happening is not happening on that side of the world. It, it's not happening in the US either. Um, the, the only benefit is, is that your um, your vaccines are being rolled out much faster in your end of the world than they are most others. Um, it, it is what it is. I, 
I, I can't really say I blame the guy. Um, I mean, I, I get it. If, if you're not sure, you, you don't want to host an event and then feel like you're somehow responsible for everybody getting sick if that's what ends up happening. I'm yeah. not saying would, but, but that, that's clearly the concern. Because uh, if something like that happened, it would probably kill the event forever, especially given that it's a, like this is a, a small event. This is not a Gen Con or, or something like that. This is a con flu is already a problem, let alone with things going. So disappointing to hear, but it will be back in 2022. So it's not the end of the world. And finally, PAX Australia is still happening and this man is still going. October Friday 8th until Sunday the 10th. I will, between now and then, try to organise some things to be happening at the event. Whether yes. it falls on a recording weekend, I don't know. But if it does, then you uh, can without me. We should be able to figure that out because I created a reoccurring calendar instance for myself. I know. It just See, this is my... October 8th. So No, that is not a recording weekend. I don't miss out that. And, and quite frankly, if it was recording weekend, we would do a recording with you while you're wandering around on the con floor. You could be like, oh my god, look at this cool thing. No, you wouldn't because you wouldn't hear a word I said. Oh, yeah, you'd be so gobsmacked and just be like, Ugh. we couldn't. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add, George? Uh, No, there's nothing else I'd want to add, but uh, I would like to add thank you again for listening to uh, Getting Tabled. You can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash game tabled uh two dollars a month yes two dollars a month two dollars a month is all you need to support us with to get early access to the content that we deserve deem as uh it needs to be early accessed um some of the stuff uh that you know bruce uh cons casey into doing um to torment me with uh is not early access that's uh always released to uh mock me as soon as possible uh, majority of our stuff you can find on facebook.com slash getting tabled and of course if you go to youtube and search getting tabled we are like most of the results yes um at least 80 percent of the videos go early access um every video edition of this podcast goes early access just to make it more clear yeah what, what he said um and and we'll post up all the stuff as we're doing this on uh our facebook page uh for the the podcast and the youtube if you got questions comments concerns questions or anything for us uh you you know, you want to like talk to us for some reason, you know, you can email us uh, these uh, inquiries at getting tabled at gmail.com, um, Twitter, Instagram at getting tabled. Um, as I, as I get prepared to start trying to do stuff, motivate, vote, ooh, motivate myself. Um, I will uh, make an attempt to post up on these uh, sites. And of course, a uh, repository for all the stuff after we've gotten it posted and it's archived uh, is getting tabled.weebly.com. Calm. Uh, if you oh, want to, yeah, I thought I'd do it for once and I'll try to play this for the, you know, th then we can have alternating ones of, you know, us sounding like idiots reading the thing and just pushing a button while we, you know, sit here and go like, like a ventriloquist, uh, throwing his voice. Yeah. Something like that. Also, all of this little, uh, um, uh, uh, superfluous talk right here is going to be part of that bumper, including that. <laughs> I guess we'll have to make sure there's a major, a major good person reading it next time. Oh, good one. Press the thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Play more games. Wait, wait. We got to do this one. Do the thing, Bruce. You did it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, we're, we're going to leave this in, and I'm just going to show you a picture because it will jog so many memories. I have to find it first. You ready, Bruce? Oh. You ready? You okay! <laughs>